are just thoughts I'm sharing with you you know um, I'm not a I'm not a give you a, a opening statement and three points and a summary kind of person wish I was that would be much easier um, but I just believe that um, that you'll gain something from the sharing today it's been a challenging week anybody else had a challenging week challenging month <laughs> yeah and, you know, sometimes um, just conversations with people uh, challenge us to think about things and think about what we believe and who we are. Uh, a few weeks ago, <clears throat> I was searching for something online, and, and as one page led to another, uh, before I got to my destination, I had a pop-up appear on the screen. You know what the pop-up is? It's those annoying things that pop up. And, uh, you know, sometimes they're advertisements. Sometimes um, they're videos. A lot of times you can't get away from them. They're, they're a paid ad, and you have to listen to so many seconds of them before you can go on to your content. And sometimes they just pop up and play without you touching anything. And usually you have to endure the whole thing on those. Um, but I had something pop up. And... Um, I, I'm guessing that um, maybe I was filling out something or I was going to a particular website or something, but it popped up the question, how do you identify? You know, we see that a lot anymore. And it caught me kind of off guard because I knew what they were asking. And I was immediately annoyed at the question. Um, you know, for decades... We've been accustomed to questionnaires, and we've checked the box, male, female. We do it without thinking. But society has shifted, and culture has shifted. And so now the question is, how do you identify? And so if you think you know where I'm headed with this, <laughs> no, I'm not headed there. <laughs> that is a message that needs to be preached. and. Um, because we owe people the truth. But that's not something for me to do. Um, but it made me think, how do we identify? With whom do we identify? Now, I hope they didn't have a lot planned for downstairs today because this is going to be really short. And they're barely going to get their crayons out, I think, before it's over. But... Um, <clears throat> You know, our society as a whole has become really obsessed with identity. And there are many hours spent researching where we came from. And one of my cousins has done a lot of digging into our family background on our mom's side of the family. And we recently had a family reunion and she had books and pictures and um, links to websites for all this research that she had done on our family tree. 
and it was pretty interesting stuff. Um, and she um, traced our history back earlier than the 1100s. I want to say the 900s or something, but I mean, it was like, wow. And um, there was a lot of information in there. And, you know, you could just spend hours reading, and I'm pretty sure that she spent hours and got lost in a lot of that um, digging um, in the time that she did that. Um, and some of those people that were recorded, it usually wasn't because they were Joe the farmer or, you know, they owned a house on the river in such and such a country. It was because they were connected to people of influence in their time. And so that's how they made it into the history books, was what they had done. And we had some of that in there. Um, you know, those who had had befriended um, great, great leaders, great warriors, um, and so their names, um, so, you know, they were entitled to land then um, as a gift because of, of their generosity and their help. And sometimes we identify ourselves by who we know or what we do. You know, some people know me as the chamber director but that's not who I am, it's my job. And because of that job, I know a lot of people. And um, you know, I would have told you before, I've been there 13 years, I would have told you I knew a lot of people before that, but I really know a lot of people now. And I know people in areas I didn't know before in the business world. Um, you might even consider some of these people important. I know reporters, I know politicians, I know most of the local civic leaders, and I'm thankful for their acquaintance and their friendships. But they don't change who I am just by knowing them. Their friendships don't necessarily elevate me any because I know them doesn't make me more special or more important. But what I would really like for people to be able to say is that they're better for knowing me. I must have just turned six shades of red because it got really hot up here all of a sudden. You know, the only thing we have to offer them is Jesus. And if I give them Jesus, then they can't be better for knowing me. <clears throat> As I look back over my life, I realize that there are people who've made me better by knowing them. My sister, because she's not afraid to tell me like it is. She causes me to think. My husband and many of you because you challenged me to be better spiritually. I'm thankful for that, so thank you. You know, many years ago, <clears throat> I worked with a lady at the hospital. I was young, probably in my early 20s, and she was nearing retirement. We worked together in the kitchen. She wasn't my supervisor. In fact, I was hers. 
She was a cook. And we often took dinner breaks together, sometimes little, little um, in-between breaks, and we would visit. And one day I realized that what I knew about her, Betty, was that she never said an unkind word about anybody. All the time I knew her. Those are the kind of people I need in my life. People who set an example and challenge me to follow their lead. So let's look and see ourselves in God. Who does he say that we are? I've got four scriptures I'm gonna to use today, and thank you guys, I know it was hard getting these up there. I guess they're gonna be up there. They're gonna be up there, Todd? <laughs> I apologize, I don't know how to do the pretty stuff and how to get it into our system. But the first one I wanna look at is 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new cre creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. And that's something we all desire to have, is that newness of life. Especially if we've had a hard life, or we've had challenges in our life, or maybe we've been heartbroken. We need that assurance that when we accept him and when we walk in fullness with God that we are a new creature and we can lay those old things aside. And it says his mercies are new every morning. Ephesians 2.10 says, for we are his workmanship created in Jesus Christ for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Let's read that again. For we, you and I, are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. And I just love this scripture because I think of the word workmanship and I realize that means we're a work in progress. Just like the lump of clay on the potter's wheel, he isn't finished with us yet. But with each turn of the wheel and his careful guiding hands, we can become a beautiful vessel, a vessel of honor. 1 Peter 2.9 But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. Our very purpose is revealed in this verse, that we might proclaim the excellencies of him who called us out of darkness. So many people need to know that he wants them out of their darkness. And we carry that hope to this generation, or we should. These are the things he's been talking to me about. I work sometimes in social media, I'm not very successfully, and I don't give it the kind of time it should have at work. Now, you know, we all spend too much time on Facebook, let's just face it, but I have to do some of that for work as well. I have a blog at the chamber um, that I've had the software and the format to start, and my goal when I came back 
uh, from vacation in January was to kick that off and get that started. It's not started yet. So now my goal is to get it started before the end of the year. But because I work in social media and not very successfully most of the time, I um, look at lots of tips. I get lots of emails about things and I receive a lot of things to share with other business folks uh, about how they can make their website better or how they can improve their emails. And one of the things that I've learned and yet to implement is that we need to always include a call to action. And you know, if you're on Facebook, you may have noticed now that there's even a button you can click to add a call to action. Um, I don't know that I've ever used it yet, but it's there. And so this is our call to action. Are we willing to take the light and the life of Christ to this generation? To deliver them out of darkness. You know, God's been talking to me for a while about a particular group of people who are waiting for deliverance. And I believe it's an assignment that he's offering me. And I know he's not going to wait forever while I decide to answer the call. Some of those folks are desperate and they need him now. And you know, I've heard Pastor share a few times that, you know, he knew that God had put people in his lives and in his life and he'd made them an assignment for him. Or God told him to be their friend and he really didn't want to. And when I look at this group, I really don't want to. But oh, they need it. They so desperately need it. And he's been asking for a while now. So I'm gonna answer that call. I'm gonna answer that call to action. And I'd be lying if I said I even knew where to begin. But I guess that's the first step is just answering the call and we'll figure it out as we go along. This next scripture, John 1, 12 through 13, I thought this might be the only one that I shared today because it's important and I really like this scripture. <clears throat> We're gonna look at it first in the, King, uh, the New King James. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. To those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor, the, nor of the will of man, but of God. Let me read that again. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. And we sang about that this morning. I'm a child of God. Yes, I am. Do you see yourself as a child of God? What comes along with that? All the rights and the privileges of the household. Everything an heir should inherit is ours. Now, I'm not going to ask for a show of hands because some of you wouldn't want us to know, but how many of you have ever 
binge watch Hallmark movies, or any movies for that matter. Yeah. Well, if you've ever seen a few of those, you could probably write the ending to most of them, right? Because they're all kind of the same, a little bit different, the characters are a little different. <coughs> and here's the scenario that reminds me of us as children of God, and it goes kind of like this. There's a man and a woman, and they meet in America. It's kind of important that they meet in America, okay? So one of them, you know, is not from America. So they fall in love, and they decide to marry. And then one of them, and it could be him or her, and I've, seen, I've probably seen shows both ways, is actually heir to a throne. Only they just haven't bothered to tell the other person. You know, they kind of kept that a secret. And, you know, it shouldn't really be a problem, but all of a sudden it is. Because if they marry a commoner, they'll have to forfeit the throne and all that goes with it. Now, the prince or the princess in waiting, they spend the rest of the show trying to convince the royal family that it shouldn't matter. Okay? That's the one who's going to take the throne. They're trying to convince the rest of the family it shouldn't matter. And the other one who's the commoner, they spend their time trying to learn the ways of the royal household. They're trying to work at it. Both realize that there is much to be gained from being the heir. And in the same way, there's much to be gained from being a child of God. We're restored back to right relationship with the Father God. We have access to everything that Jesus has access to because we are heirs. Amen. Amen? And you know, these always end a happy ending, and I'm sure they almost always, I don't know that I've ever seen one where they didn't get to take the throne and, and uh, become part of the royal family. Well, we're talking about binging. I wanna mention, um, I did some binging yesterday. Uh, you know, Pastor Glenn has been sharing on Wednesday nights for the past month. And the first week, um, I'd had a long week and I decided I was gonna listen at home and pull it in online. And I couldn't get my computer to cooperate. My internet was too slow. And then a couple of times, I totally forgot, even though I'd been reminded during the day, totally forgot. And so I missed four weeks of this wonderful series. But I knew it was important to go back and hear them. So yesterday, I binged all those videos. And if you've not had a chance to see those, I, for me, I would say it's some of the best teaching I've had in a long time. I just, I just thought they were great. <laughs> Lots and lots of good information there. So if you haven't had a chance to watch this, I suggest you do that. So thinking back to our, our scenario of the royal couple, um, can it really be that simple? We don't have to earn it. We don't have to take a DNA test to show how we're connected to the household. You know, that's another thing society's doing a lot of, that DNA testing to show who you are and where you came from, what part of the planet you're from. 
Let's look at John 1, 12 through 13 again. This time, let's look at it in the Amplified Bible. I love the Amplified, as you well know. But to as many as did receive and welcome him, he gave the right, the authority, the privilege to become children of God, that is, to those who believe in, adhere to, trust in, and rely on his name, who were born not of blood, natural conception, nor of the will of flesh, physical impulse, nor of the will of man, that of a natural father, but of God, that is, a divine and supernatural birth. They are born of God, spiritually transformed, renewed, and sanctified. The requirements are simple. Receive him, welcome him, believe in, adhere to, trust in, rely upon his name, and then you'll receive a divine, supernatural birth, be spiritually transformed, renewed, and sanctified. Who am I? I'm a child of the Most High God, a joint heir with Jesus Christ. Are you? If not, do you want to be? I'm going to ask Amy just to come back to the piano for a moment and just softly play that song, I Am, Who You Say I Am. Child of God. You know, I don't often give an altar call, but today I just felt like it was right. So we're going to bow our heads. And if you want to make that step today, God's waiting. He's at the door of the house. And he's calling you to come in. If you want to come into the household of faith and accept Jesus as Lord and Savior, to become a child of God and experience that supernatural birth, I invite you to just come to the altar. We'll pray with you. God's waiting, and we'll wait too. Or maybe God's speaking to you about something else today. Maybe like me, there are those assignments he's been trying to give you for a while. And you've resisted. And you know, one of two things is going to happen. Either you're going to say yes and move forward with it. Or he's going to quit asking and he's going to find somebody else to take that assignment and when I think about
that assignment that I have going to somebody else because I wasn't willing. I just have to repent. So if something's stirring in you and you just need to come to the altar, I invite you to do that now. We'll wait just a couple of minutes. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your goodness to us, Lord God. We thank you that we can be a child in the household of God. Lord, we want to represent you well. In everything we do, Father God, we want to reflect who you are in this earth. Just continue to speak to our hearts, Father, as we go throughout the week. Keep those safe who are traveling. Be with those in our midst who are sick today, Father God. Touch them and renew them. Bring us back again. In Jesus' name. Thank you. You can be dismissed and have a good week.